Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose, PhD, and today I'd love to talk to you about helping babies and children heal from stressful and painful experiences. Now, there's a whole range of experiences that babies and children can experience, from, from the mildly frustrating, the mildly overwhelming, to scary, to, you know, right through to what you might call trauma. I don't tend to use the word trauma, but I see really as a spectrum of um, painful experiences that basically all babies and children are going to experience some uh, at some point in their lives, you know, particularly things that are really inevitable. For example, it's inevitable that all babies and children are going to experience frustration at times because frustration is part of the the developmental process, you know, whenever they're on the cusp of something new, it's really natural and normal for them to feel frustrated. Uh, for babies too, overwhelm is pretty much inevitable, even if you aim to do everything you can to, to have a quiet space and to carry them everywhere and do all the lovely things. As part of our modern world, it's inevitable that all babies and children are going to feel overwhelmed at times. You know, they can even feel overwhelmed and often do uh, at, a, at a lovely experience, you know, at the end of a birthday party, I'm imagining you've experienced at some point or another a child at the end of a birthday party having a big tantrum. Holidays, again, they can be really enjoyable experiences, but again, they can be very, um, you know, lots of new information for children to take in. The way I like to see overwhelm is that it's really when there's more information than a baby or child is able to actually assimilate. There's, so that's often when there are things like busy places. If you've ever been to Ikea with a child, that is usually the definition of overwhelm. So I tend to see overwhelm and frustration as, as these inevitable pieces that are going to happen. Also, it's pretty inevitable that all children are going to feel powerless at some time or another, particularly, again, the younger they are. Uh, even, again, if we aim to give them as much choice as we can, the world is really set up for adults. And there are so many times, little occasions, where children aren't going to get to choose what happens. And, again, it's really natural and normal for them to feel frustrated, to feel powerless, to feel, to feel outraged. And, again, there can be a spectrum from... Uh, you know, not getting to choose the smaller things to you know, profoundly painful things like uh, medical procedures or even dentist procedures or basically times where things happen to them when they didn't have choice over what happened to their bodies. So really there's this spectrum from smaller upsetting painful events to really big ones and all children are going to, all babies are going to experience plenty of the smaller ones and, and some of the big ones. I'd love to look, backtrack a little bit. You can probably hear the birds singing right now. I hope you can still hear me clearly. I'd love to backtrack a little bit to 17 years ago. Now, 17 years ago, I was pregnant with my daughter, who is 16 now. And for 13 years before that, I'd been deeply immersed in the worlds of developmental psychology and psychotherapy. So I'd gone on this kind of parallel journey where I did a PhD on the mother-infant relationship at Cambridge University. I was a postdoctoral fellow looking at, again, looking at babies' capacities. I um, taught MA students after that in the therapeutic relationship. I was really deeply immersed in 
understanding babies in particular uh, from an from a that really academic research perspective. And at the same time, I was also I also spent many years training and then working as a psychotherapist as well and doing lots of my own inner work therapy, all of those things. And really, again, based on understanding how much uh, the time in utero, during birth, after birth in particular, but particularly the first three years, what a massive impact those have on babies and children and their later development. And particularly the importance of things like mirroring and uh, you know really honoring feelings and how that really affects the development of the self and when I worked as a psychotherapist what I saw again and again and again with with the 20 30 40 50 year old clients that were coming to see me was that they were still really so much often looking for what they hadn't received as children and, and most often the theme that would come up is they experienced that their feelings weren't heard their feelings weren't valued that if they were sad or if they were angry, frustrated, or if they were um, exuberant, that they would be punished or they would be, uh, you know, those parts of them wouldn't be valued. And so that they needed to kind of disconnect from certain parts of them in order to be loved and that they were still working with those things all those years later. So coming back to being pregnant 17 years ago, I wanted to find a form of parenting that would would absolutely deeply be based upon all these research uh, findings that I had been studying for all these years about that we understand about babies and children and all the therapeutic research and understanding that I had also learned about. And then I had this aha moment, which is when I came across Aware Parenting, which is awareparenting.com by Letha Salter. There was this amazing thing, because here was this parenting approach, which did indeed have all the research background. It resonated all the therapeutic background I had, and it had this one extra piece, which I was really astounded by. Because up until that point, I'd always thought, well, yes, you have these, you know, if you have a traumatic birth or, you know, your parents get divorced or you, you know, various things happen. You go to school and you, and you really hate it and you get bullied by another child and it, your brother says harsh things and all these things that accumulate and accumulate that we really cannot heal them until we get to early adulthood at least. But here was this approach aware parenting that said, no, we do not need to wait until then. That actually babies and children come into the world with this inbuilt healing mechanism. They have the capacity to heal from even these small everyday overwhelm and frustration pieces, but also the biggest, um, most painful, scary, terrifying, overwhelming experiences around birth, separation, um, divorce, death, all those kinds of things, that they actually have the capacity to heal from those with their parents right from birth. When I heard this, I was completely astounded, like, really, is this really, truly possible? And yes, I, you know, so I started reading all of Aletha's books, by the way, I recommend all of them, they're all amazing, I've read all of them many, many times, and always deepen my understanding each time I read them. You can also find those on her website, awareparenting.com. And 
I practiced this approach with my daughter and became an aware parenting instructor and then had my son and practiced it with him and worked with lots of other parents over the years and uh, became a level two aware parenting instructor. And hey presto, it's already 17 years on and I am still deeply, deeply passionate about this approach. Having worked with thousands of parents over the past 14 years, I've seen the profound effects it has not only on babies and children, but also on the relationships between parents and children, that it creates a depth of understanding, a depth of bonding and attachment that is incredibly beautiful. And not only that, but that it turns out that most of the things that parents find challenging in parenting, the 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 babies or children apparently not wanting to sleep, the, the, the waking up lots and lots of times at night, the not cooperating, the hitting, the biting, the throwing things, the not answering, the thumb sucking, the nose picking, the eating every time they're upset. All of these things often we find most frustrating as parents are actually the result of accumulated painful feelings. And that thus by really aiming to to meet their needs, to listen to their feelings, to help them heal day by day by day, we not only help their long-term emotional well-being, but we also help them have much reduced or not at all, or much reduced, I would say, for most of us, because we're all learning this and we all have our own um, blind spots and our own painful th- feelings, but, but much reduced of those things that we can find challenging as parents. So it also makes parenting so much more enjoyable because then we have children who are, who are generally calm and generally relaxed and generally cooperative and able to sleep and, um, and wake up refreshed and generally feel calm and relaxed and aware and, and can concentrate and cooperate. And yes, of course, they're children, so they're going to um, need to explore lots and going to want to, um, you know, go and adventure and learn about things and explore things. And yes, there are always going to be challenges. But it turns out that this approach means that so many things we think are part and parcel of parenting don't actually need to be. Some of the things we think are essential qualities of children actually turn out to be symptoms of accumulated feelings. And what else would I like to say about aware parenting? The other thing I love about it, which I'm like, with this part, I'm like, I, I can imagine if the whole world wanting to know about this, that understanding children's feelings and needs in this way means that the, the more of their feelings we can listen to, the less they need to repress their feelings, the less they need to dissociate from their feelings, because we're listening to those feelings, they're expressing feeling them, expressing them, releasing them, which means they're holding them in less, which means they have less need to repress and dissociate. And isn't that an amazing thing that we can do for our children, that as adults they're going to have much less need to um, scroll whatever social media will be around in, in those days, or um, eat chocolate, or um, get busy, or... Um, all the different things, alcohol or, or even turn to drugs. You know, often so many of these things are actually the, the result of needing to repress painful feelings. So again, it's such an amazing thing that we can do this. We can give these 
gifts to our children. Now it turns out, of course, you know, when we go deeper, there are so many layers and levels to this. And what I find for myself and, and the parents I work with is, you know, there's the understanding, the information, but then over the years, there's the integrating that and the working with that and, and the own, our own journey of healing that we go on, our own journey of connecting with our needs and valuing our feelings and feeling our feelings and reducing our repression mechanisms and having more capacity to be with our feelings so we can be with more of our children's feelings uh, and alongside not punishing or rewarding or shaming our children that we learn gradually to, to stop doing those things to ourselves, those internalized punishments, judgments, guilt, shame that we that we get the opportunity to also give those things to ourselves and to heal from our own um, overwhelm, stress, traumatic experiences that we've had as babies and children too that inevitably come up in parenting. That's what happens over and over again. So it becomes this parallel journey where not only our babies and children can heal from these events, but we get the opportunity to, to heal alongside them. So I'm deeply passionate about aware parenting. I envision a world where this becomes the mainstream form of parenting. And I think it has the potential to absolutely change the world because so many of the things that we face uh, as a planet, the the wars, you know, aggression is generally a symptom of accumulated painful feelings. Um, treating the world in harsh ways, all the things that are happening to the environment. People who are deeply connected with their feelings and their needs and their bodies do not do those kinds of things to the environment. So really changing the way we parent and bringing more and more children into the world who are deeply and compassionately connected with themselves and others is absolutely life-changing, not only for the individual child and everyone they meet, but really on a global scale. So if you want to learn more about Aware Parenting, uh, Alita Salter's website is www.awareparenting.com. Mine is marionrose.net. I have a whole load of articles, free courses, paid courses. I have a membership site. I have a whole lot of stuff because I'm really deeply passionate about bringing this form of parenting more into the world so that we have more and more babies and children who do get to heal who are freer from pent-up painful feelings, from stressful, frightening, traumatic events. I think it makes a huge difference to their whole life trajectory. So thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to talking to you again next time. Bye for now. <laughs>